My name's Beth Guide. I'm with a company called SEO 411. Uh, we work with the uh, Houston North Northwest Chamber, and they're our sponsor for today's um, class. Uh, what I want to talk to you guys about today is um, how to take your website and how to be more successful having that website. And um, some of this is going to be, um, you know, uh, learn stuff. So I gotta, I'm still admitting people. People are still coming in here. Um, some of it will be, you know, how do we do this on the on the website? But then others will be kind of like um, Craig and I were having this phone for this conversation here about a minute ago about what he's doing, how to better convert mm -hmm. something. Um, and I'm actually going to use my own website to, uh, to do that. Uh, this page is our uh, class page. It's Internet Marketing Clinic Houston. Actually, if you put that in a browser.com, it's going to bring you to this page. Um, this is our monthly classes. This is what the topics are going to be. The past classes are here. All the Zoom links and all the information are all on one page for everybody now because I, I think everybody was kind of getting confused of where they needed to go and what they needed to do. Um, so when I start to look at how to take a website and how to take, a, take it and be more successful, there's some, some rudimentary things that I start to look at um, and um, focus on. And then I kind of start to move down um, through them uh, and start to look at mechanisms on how to make better conversions. So I want to kind of start to talk about what we're doing and then start to talk about how do we create mechanisms within um, each of your businesses to make sure that you know how to make a better conversion um, and have a plan to do something that's going to help uh, make people want to interact with you. Um, the first thing we do is I, I look at a website, I look at its homepage. I, I actually, somebody showed me this website yesterday. I'm going to bring it up. I don't know these people. I've never talked to these people. Um, I've never been involved with these people, but I took a look at this and I found like this website was a very interesting website um, because they did a lot of things correct, but they didn't do them right. So what I mean when I say that is that there's a set of mechanisms that you can use and I'm going to put the, I'm going to bring those mechanisms up over here. Um, I have a list of them. They're under the audit portion of the website. Um, I have a list here of what the factors are that you should be looking at from a standpoint of how does Google view my site? Because one of the main things that I would want to do is make sure that Google came to my website. I would want to make sure that they knew where it was, how to get there, how to rank it. They understood what my website was about. Um, and and there are certain ways that we go about doing it. So that is one of the, now this is what we talk about on a regular basis here is how do I get on Google and how do I get ranked on Google? So please don't for one second think that if you just did all of this, it would work. There's so much more to it. But if you don't do these items correctly, the rest of it won't come. So, and I want it, the reason I, and I, I, I may just, if I ever meet these people, I may just keep this website just so that I can kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, together here on this. So um, there's a, a list of things that you have to do properly on your website, okay? And they include your title tags. Um, and the title tag tells Google what you, that page is about. The one on your homepage tells Google what your business is about. So if you look at the one that I have on SEO 411, you'll see, and you can, the way you find it is you look at the browser tab up at the very top, 
if you put your mouse over it, it'll tell you what it says. So if you, my screen may be small, but if you look real close, it says Houston SEO expert web design, digital marketing, uh, local SEO and penalty repair. That's because that's what I want Google to, to know that I do. This one here says carpet cleaning service. That's all it says. It doesn't say what type of carpet. It doesn't say what kind of flooring. It doesn't say anything. Now, if I look at this in an auditing, just a base auditing system, it's going to say, hey, this title tag is great because it meets the minimum criteria, 59 characters. The thing is, is that this, understand that this website pretty much ranks on nothing. My rep website, on the other hand, ranks on a lot of it. Oh, wait, I got a text message that said, let me into the Zoom meeting. How interesting. People are texting me to let them in. Huh, let's see. Admit, admit. And I'm going to guess that's my friend Jim Gabrera that sent me the text message to say, let him in. All right. Well, we're going to have to watch that because other people may come behind and I can't, I can't see them. Um, anyway. All right. So when I kind of start to look at this, although they meet the criteria that an auditing system would say, the title tag is bad. You need to be clear in your title tag. Um, when we come together uh, at networking events, we often talk about um, a, an elevator speech. Um, basically, this is an elevator blip, meaning that you got 60 characters, 65 characters to tell Google what you're about. Don't tell them the name of your company. Tell them what you do. So that's, that's the first thing. So when I look at this, I can see that theirs is not really a great title tag. Although whoever wrote this title tag knew just enough to be able to go, oh, look, let me try to put this in there. So somebody gave them just enough information not to do it right, but to actually try to do something even though it wasn't right. The site doesn't have a meta description. Uh, there is duplicate contact titles and meta tags all over this website. Um, the, uh, there's alternate images, the alternate image tag, which is, is there information on these? I think it actually is completed on there. So this website did technically what it should have, but they didn't do it right. So let's kind of look at it and see why I'm saying some of that. Um, and then what, what can they do better? And what, and then we'll look at some of your businesses too. So um, we're not, um, we don't, worry about whether you know you speak or not so if you want if you've got questions you know just you know kind of just say hey and then ask your question that's i've got no no problem with that going on so um that would be that would probably be a good thing if we actually did that uh let me see if i can make it so i can see all of you i can't a lot of you don't have your cameras on so i can't tell if you have your hand up so just know that you know you're just going to kind of need to unmute yourself and just go if you if you've got if you want to ask a question just go ahead and ask it i think it's going to be the best way uh to do that i'm trying to put all these things here so i can make sure i can see everybody okay so um coming back to my page where did it go where did it go where did it go all right i've got the the list that i'm using is based on this page here you can see them all down here. Here's all the questions that we're talking about. Okay. When it comes to page layout, this is starts to get into the nuts and the bolts of things. Um, 
I'm going to skip over keywords just for a minute because if I come back to this website here, there is, although, like I said, somebody who did this knew just enough to do it, do something but not do it right, which is, it's been, it's kind of an interesting thing when I see a website like this. Um, so we're going to kind of look at the layout of this, this website and, and see what we think of it. I don't know that I necessarily know exactly. I guess if I look here, I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's residential, but I don't think it's actually, I don't know if it's spelled right. I don't think it's spelled right. Not so spelled now, right. It's not spelled right, right? So that's, that's right there that we've got one problem right out of the box that not spelling it right is a bad representation as to what you're, what you're, what you're doing here. So there's um, a lot of disclarity on this. These things are not, although again, done right. If you look at my home page, it's got a lot of similar attributes. Uh, let me come back to my home page. My home page. My home page. Where is it? Here it is. The weird part about. Um misspellings is it really catches your eye and forces you to no, read but it. It, it does. And, it, and then it makes me wonder, well, Who what is it? your attention yeah. to detail? And I mean, I make mistakes myself. I, I, I am not a good speller. I'm even worse of a typer. And the older I get, the worse I get. So I don't know if that's like uh, something that your muscle memory and your brain and typing goes. I don't know. But the older I get, the worse I get. And but what I will tell you is if I don't correct that or clean that up, what is that inference about my business? Again, that's kind of why I use this because this website did so much. Somebody somewhere knew enough to do something, but not enough to execute. I know how to clean a carpet. I don't know how to clean a carpet like they do. So I do just enough to do the superficial level and may not do the rest of it. So again, I don't know these people. I've never met these people. It's just a website that came to my attention. And I was like, you know, this is a prime example of what I see. Okay, so they put these little tiny boxes here and I want you guys to kind of think about it. So the little tiny boxes are a good set of things to have, except let's see what this says. Residential car, I don't even think that one's right. None of them. No, they're both okay, right. Okay, none of them are right. At least okay. they're consistent. Uh, well, no, incorrect. even the spellings are wrong, but okay. So let's, let's assume that says residential carpet cleaning. Okay. We'll just assume that that's what that says. This says now I want, and this is where I want you to, I'm not saying this to pick on anybody. I'm trying it to call attention and this is common mistakes. Okay. If I was going to write a paragraph about residential carpet cleaning, I would talk about that throughout the house area rugs, stuff like this. These people talk about protecting the rug and upholstery. So you've told me that you're going to tell me about residential carpet cleaning, but you go into a tirade about area rug cleaning and upholstered furniture. Now, what does those two things have to do with each other? Um, and that's, and each one of these have that same block up. So somebody knew to lay it out right. Okay. Again, right. So you see, I have four boxes on my website. But my boxes are focused. A solid digital marketing is a vital plan. There's no longer do you have just SEO services, blah, 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 blah. This is mine back up what the box is about. Theirs goes on a tirade about upholstery underneath the thing that says residential carpet cleaning. So I'm Google 
I have no idea what you're saying. I'm a human. I have no idea what you're saying. When you act in an incongruent manner and somebody doesn't know what you're saying, that's not a way to get a customer. Okay, so at each one of these boxes have a different set of problems because they all say the, the, the thing. So uh, a different thing, commercial carpet cleaning. Your flooring says a lot about the way you run a business. It does? Flooring talks, really? And your carpet cleaner. So if we're gonna talk about cleaning carpet, that box should have been backed up with cleaning carpet and not talking about flooring and how it presents to your business. Okay, so every one of them have a set of issues. When I come down to this page, if I just still happen to be here, we sanitize and disinfect. Um, okay, your carpet cleaning company, where does that fit in? How does that fit in? It's just like a throwaway line that somebody threw on this website without any explanation or any type of um, segue is probably the word I'm looking for. So when you see something like that, again, the end user is now not concentrating or not, not you've lost them because you're jumping from service to service. The service definitions don't make a sentence. The spelling is off. And oh, by the way, nothing here starts to add up. And then the end user can't really follow that. So the question becomes, are you kind of falling into those same traps yourself? Because the way you lay your content and the way you lay your messaging out on the page and way you make your arguments for your business affects how effective your page is. So let's kind of come back to mine. Okay. And I'm going to show you one that I just put up this week. And this one has been a T total win. I actually blew their uh, sales department right out, out of the water. They called me yesterday and asked me what I did because they can't keep up with the amount of people contacting them. But if you come across, this is all very easy to look for. This is what we do. Here's the button that goes to it. This is what we do. Here's the button that goes to it. The end user knows what to expect on the other end of the page when they click on the link. Um, I do think I have pages on my website that need to be improved. Don't even misunderstand me because there was some that are pretty old that really followed no convention. Um, but each and every one of these goes to some place where the end user would, would um, expect me to go. The next thing is, the next box that I felt like, so the next thing you have to decide with your business is what are the biggest impediments or challenges that people have to doing business with you or to do business in general, okay? So what we hear a lot of is um, from an SEO standpoint, people will say, well, are you willing to guarantee your results? Yes, I'm willing to guarantee my results. Um, and the reason why I'm willing to guarantee my results is because I'm really pretty good at what I do. So I know that's an impediment. I go ahead and address it right up and up in front. Now, these people try to do that because what about carpet cleaners? What's the biggest thing you got? You have um, um, something, you know, reviews, whether they're good, whether you're bad, whether people like you. The thing here is I, I don't even know how many we, I don't even, I don't even know if these are real. That's the, that's the problem you end up when you start to go down a road 
this way. I, I don't know if these people are real, if they're real customers. Um, this one may be. Well, let's read them because sometimes that's the really good way to tell if they're real or not. Cam does an exceptional job. I was pleased with the outcome. Outcome of what? Communicate with management. So we need to we needed service after a flood, and Cam was right on it. I don't know that I I don't know if that's I don't know if that's real or not. Um, this one's in Spanish. So good work and they recommend them, but again, I don't know if it's real. And this doesn't sound like a Hispanic first name. So those are the type of crazy things that we have to look at because that's how does the end user perceive that and how do they take that? Uh, somebody's child's is trying to get in. I'm sorry, I, I keep getting people blipping trying to get in and out of here. So I, I apologize that it's taking me a minute. Anyway, when you do fake reviews, that's another problem. I would rather have real, well-written reviews than somebody Hello. awesome service. Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Yes. What is your question? Are you just asking me if we can hear you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have a question? Right. Beth, do you, do you have a checklist for or some sort of form for uh, uh, either I, guiding guiding folks to because uh, my husband and I share a okay go ahead person that was asking somebody said do I have a, I didn't see who was asking me the question and then we'll come back to Louisa it's me Craig oh and, yes uh, so okay. so the do you have a checklist or something for doing testimonials yes in fact, I, I actually probably need to put that in a piece of paper and put that out on the website. But when I teach it in a local class setting, what I tell you is say, hey, ask a, when you solicit the review, ask questions to go along with it so that you get people to answer those questions instead of just giving a random review. Um, and what I mean is like um, a dentist, what services did I perform for you? Where did I perform those services? Uh, what was the outcome of those services? So people will write back and say, you know, we, we, we got a root canal. Uh, the root canal went well. Dr. Paul did it in her office. You know, so we are actually guiding people on how to write those reviews. Um, I'm also doing it to try to get them to put um, more contextual thing in there, uh, meaning root canal instead of, hi, I went, you were great, my teeth don't hurt. Well, that doesn't tell anybody anything. And when I see reviews like that, I, I can I look at a review and I can tell whether they're fake or not. I think most people can at this point. And I think it makes a bad problem because if I have to fake my reviews, then what does that say? I would rather have eight good reviews than a pile of fake reviews because it doesn't really help me to do that and then like these i'm looking at this and i'm kind of wondering maybe this one is real i don't think this one is real this one might be real and then see you have this one great service awesome service very friendly we'll use you again okay to do what what did you do how did you help I, you know, I, 
I think sometimes we're a little bit uh, remiss in how we do this. Now this one here is, did an amazing job. There's nothing this man cannot clean. The general manager at the Golden Corral, Plano, and he comes to both of our locate, or I guess it says it's clean on the miniature. It doesn't make sense, but at least it has a little bit more context. He comes to both of our locations and does magic work. Now, he could be a magician, or a magician rather, or he could be a carpet cleaner. We don't, we kind of, so you got to watch some of that language, but you can't edit it out. So the best you can do is try to write a script for them to follow and solicit the reviews yourself with that script. Um, every, when I ask somebody to give a review, I've kind of been pretty pointed. Hey, explain what you're doing. Um, so explain how you've done. Now, yesterday I did one for my hosting company. Uh, and let me see if it's actually showing up. Somebody wrote into my billing box and had asked the question and um, said, man, I've been with you guys for a really long time and you guys are great. And I wrote back and I said, hey, if you think we're great, can you leave us a review? But I didn't tell him what to put. Let me see if it's showing up yet. Sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. Because they, here, let me see if I can put this by newest. Yeah, I've always had great service and relationship with us, great company. Doesn't say what we do. I let it go and I did it this way because this is the review I expected, okay? Um, but I knew he was gonna just do that because it was personal in his relationship with us, not so much services. I could have given him a bologna sandwich and he would say we're great because we've always been, he's been with us 20 years. So I knew this was the kind of review but I didn't want to taint it and I almost wanted it to be natural. So those are the kind of things and determinations that you have to make as you do this, um, and when so when you uh, when you when you solicit them, what hey, I will go hey ahead. Beth, yes sir, um, you've got a typo in there. On so you're on my side. Yep, on your Where? response, you have this year's instead of these years. Just because I've got oh, yeah. an eagle eye. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm going to hire you as a as a as a uh, what you call it as editor. A, Proofreader. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, proofreader. There you go. And I mean, I'm, I'm bad like that myself. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> fix that later. So, um, but like this guy here, he had a lot of problems and I kind of said to him, tell us what the problems were. He had problems before he came to us and we fixed those problems. And he went on to say, you know, hey, we have live phone service. People answer our phones. All the things that we do right he actually put in this review and I was very appreciative. Now I asked him specific questions, um, but just understand that we're, we're, we're helping guide some of these when we solicit them, we're kind of helping guide the narrative without telling somebody what to write. There is a difference in that. Don't tell somebody what to write, you know, but guide them in what you want them to say. Hi, you said, you know, you saw you recently came to my office. Can you, would, if you were happy with the service, would you be willing to leave us a review? Kind of explain what you had done or what we did for you, blah, 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 blah. It helps create the proper narrative and not just let people randomly run down the road and just say whatever they want. Okay, Louisa, I'm going to unmute you because you were saying something and I'm just, there was a lot of crosstalk. So if you want to tell us what you were saying. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it was some background noise that was coming in through um, a phone call. I apologize for that. 
Okay. All right. So you weren't you weren't trying to ask us. No, no, no. It was just right. background. Sorry. Okay. I've already right. muted my phone, so <laughs> I have to do the same for myself. <laughs> I've got to say. It I forgot. Stops. All right. Okay. All right. Real good then. Okay. So that's a good question too, because this is all about how do you create the narrative for what you what you want. So these folks here on our people, these are what they're referring to as their um, their uh, testimonials, but when I look down them, I don't have a great confidence that they're real. Um, great, came out super bowling morning. What is that? What does that tell me? I don't even know what that is. Super Bowl, maybe it came great, came out super bowl morning. I guess it was a football game. I don't, what, I don't know what that has to do with anything. So I don't know how you feel when you read your reviews. But again, I kind of use my own site because we use our sites a lot for teaching purposes. So I just went in yesterday um, and added this um, and I'll tell you where I got it from because I, I think it's a, it's a really good situation. Um, I put a widget here. It's from a place called Repuso and that's R-E-P-U-S-O. Um, and what it allows you to do is put all the reviews in from every place that you ever get them. You can, you can um, curate them. So if there's one you don't want to re appear, you can check a box and say, hey, I don't want this one to appear. Um, and it actually is pulling them and it's telling them where, real person, telling them where you got them from. You can go out and view the actual post and it's pulling them right into, into here. So I actually pulled them to my About Us page. I didn't put them on my home page um, because I, I, I think the natural inclination with us is to kind of come to a, the About Us page or find out who's behind all of this. So I, I stuck it here. I don't know that I need it on my home page. Um, from my home page, I wanted it more about who we've done business for rather than about what our customers say about us. And that, and that may be something that we'll look at over time and maybe we'll change. I doubt it. But it may be because I think you need the who you work for just as much as I need the, the what do you guys say kind of a thing. Um, so that was a decision that I had to make. This is how I made it and executed that decision. But from a, um, a web page layout I, this is what we do this is what makes us different and or this is what sets us apart and i think those two things work together to try to get uh, people to decide whether they're going to call us or not call us or how they're going to because you have to start to overcome some of those objections pretty early on in your inter interaction with somebody. You, you don't always get the chance to speak to them on the telephone. Um, you're not always going to get the chance to um, uh, interact with them. What I'm going to tell you I'm going to do on this website, and I, I actually hope to do it this weekend. You see where it says request a free no obligation website evaluation today? I'm going to take that off, and I'm actually going to put there how much does SEO cost? And I'm actually going to build a calculator that somebody can go on the internet, answer some questions, and it will give them a rough ballpark of what it should cost them. It doesn't mean that it won't, it, it will always cost that. But at the end of the day, if you're getting a quote for $300 and the work is really $3,000, 
you need to be able to do that. And that's one of those things that I hear a lot of what does it cost? So I'm actually going to sit down and probably build a calculator for that and replace that with a what does it cost page and a calculator. All right. So I was talking to Craig about this before he came in and he was saying that one of the things he has people send them their bill. I'm not sending Craig in my bill. Uh, I'm just not doing it. It's got too much what I would perceive to be personal information on it. No offense, Craig. But what I would do is build a simulator for that and come up with what those few base questions I could ask somebody are. Um, and I might bake that right into my homepage, okay? Um, we did it with, oh, I have two energy companies that we did this with. One of them I can't remember the name of. In fact, both of them I'm blanking out on. But we put it right in the homepage that if you answer these few questions, we can start the conversation. But it's enough to get that lead in the door but you have to be thinking about these things. I think you actually have to think about how am I going to get somebody to want to interact with me? So from my standpoint, one of the things I did was add this free SEO audit, which will run an audit on the website and be able to tell you what you're lacking. The other thing by putting that calculator, it's things to do for people to understand how they, they want to um, interact with me. And in my box, I may put something like that says something like a SEO cost calculator, because what I may find is other people may decide to make a link to me to that, to be able to interact with me on that. So um, you have to be able to start to pick these pieces down and decide what you think people what does it take for you to have um, a sales meeting with somebody? What does it take for you to be able to push that agenda through? And how can I use my website to do that? And the more you guys give me as input, the more I can turn around and spin it out and tell you what you need to do with it. Um, I know Craig said to me, one of his objections was, well, people don't put the right information in. Well, what I would say is what's the minimum amount of information that you could have to give the roughest of ballparks? or to get enough information that says, you have not given me enough information, would you be interested in a phone call? I might handle that two ways. Um, I would try to get as minimum information without a, a real a specific quote and try to get as much as I could out of them uh, so that I could do a follow-up phone call. That would be ideally what my goal would be. Even if I was kind of spitballing, I was kind of, now I know there's state uh, requirements on some of this stuff. So it's not always that easy. Um, one of the things I'll tell you is I, I run and I own a lighting site. We have a uh, currency calculator, meaning like electrical current, not money currency. But we have an electrical current calculator that talks about what you need to, when you bought, put in low voltage lighting and how does that work. Well, at the end of the day, what ends up happening is I have people come, they use the calculator, at the end we give them the answer, and then there's, oh, by the way, we happen to sell low voltage lighting. So, you know, that's how we kind of decided to come at something to be able to get somebody to maybe um, figure out what we would need to do to be able to get them to order something from us. And I think that's what each and every one of you have that challenge to do. Um, and I think sometimes when you look at your own business, you may not actually understand how to do that. Um, sometimes you do. Uh, sometimes um, it's, uh, it's, it's a no-brainer and it's easy. But other times it's, it's not so hard, especially when you're looking at it every day, wondering what you can do with something. 
Um, and again, coming back to my little friends here at CAM that I don't know who they are. Let's go over here. Let's go back here. What did they do? They say, call today. Okay. And somebody will contact you. Okay, good. Yes. Why doesn't that say 20% off uh, Off if you call us today? I'm sorry, what? No, no, I'm, I'm on a webinar. Oh, okay. All right, hold on. You're on the phone again. Wait, I'm going to mute you. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I don't know that that's an effective call us today. This one says we're open. Call now. So I don't know if I come at 11 o'clock at night as it say we're open. Call now. I, I don't know. I, I, these are some of these things that I look at this and I go right idea, wrong execution. Um, I, I might say call today and get 20% off because this is they, we put this here. It kind of looks a little bit like a coupon. So why are we not, what, are, what can we do maybe to make a sale? I think that whole thing needs to get off of there anyway. So don't misunderstand me. I think that's a dorky place to put that. I would never put that there. But if you're going to make this coupon look there, um, call today or send the message and somebody will get back with you. Call today and get 20% off. Which are you going to do? I would take off the 20% coupon and run down the road and go call them if that's what I, if I had decided that's what I'm going to do on that. Um, the next problem I see on this website, and I want everybody to be really clear on this, is the services tab. Nine times out of 10 bugs the hell out of me on every single website I ever go to. Because just like this one, it says services, and it gives an indication that I maybe can drop down, but it ain't dropping anything down. So let's, we had to click on it to actually make that drop down. So now what we have is residential. I think it's still spelled wrong, but hold on. Is it still spelled wrong, Craig? Yeah, that one's, that's bad. Yes, it is. It's, at least it's getting worse. Every version of it I see, isn't it? No, it's consistently spelled the same and wrong. So. Okay. All right. So what they did is they took the, that's why it's consistent because this piece that's up here. Again, they thought they were doing something right, but this is all kind of spelled wrong. Um, actually, what this should be, let me tell you what it should be. It should be carpet cleaning, and then it should be residential carpet cleaning and commercial carpet cleaning. Um, I, I, I don't know that I, I think they should be, I think they should be nested is what really what I think it should be on that one. Um, and there's a plain carpet cleaning second from the bottom. Yeah, what somebody told them to do is put, they must have listened to like something somebody said to put, again, this is, somebody told them how to do it and this is poor execution, okay? So, um, carpet cleaning, commercial carpet cleaning, and then we shoved other keywords in there because somebody told them that the navigation mattered. So we're gonna shove extra things in there. So the question becomes, where does this carpet cleaning page go to? Oh, so this goes to a professional carpet cleaning page as opposed to a residential carpet cleaning page, which now leaves me with the question of does the residential still get professional service or not? Because only this one seems to have perfect. 
I understand that they're probably professional across the board, but I, I want you to understand the hyperbole that they've created by, by putting this all here like this. All right. They could, so, also they could also probably cut down on the pages by having one for residential and one for commercial and list their services underneath, underneath so those. Here's, okay, so that's interesting that you say that because I need 100 pages for Google. So I don't know that I'm interested in cutting down my pages, but I am interested in putting these pages together in a better order. So the other problem with this, Jim, I heard you. You're here somewhere, aren't you? I'm, I'm here. Sorry about that. I have my mic off so I can no, do my okay. phone. Can you see the screen? What's wrong with this page? Sorry, I wasn't. I was doing something else. I was that's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, no, that's okay. I was, I was responding to a text message from one of my customers. Sorry about that. <laughs> What's wrong with this page? Do you know? Um, I'll give you a hint. There's like 200 words. Oh, shallow content yep super super thin content thin so, content so when google sees a page like this they automatically disqualify it because it doesn't have enough content on it to make it worth their while so this page my guess is this page is going to end up excluded from the directory because it really doesn't have enough text on it to make it be worth having anything on it so I, I have a really big problem with that kind of stuff because again, you went through the effort to put residential, even though you spelt it wrong. Um, and then you wrote this, but you're talking about area rugs. Now, if I wanted to break this out, I could talk about area rugs. I could talk about full room, you know, wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. There's multiple different ways to talk about the carpet cleaning services that they offer. Um, they may talk about pads. Uh, like it talks about allergens and pathogens. So it does all of this, but it does it really badly. And it's starting out with residential carpet cleaning area rugs. Well, maybe the only thing you do is area rugs because, and that tells me that this is the wrong carpet cleaning company for me because it's talking about this. So uh, I want everybody to understand that when you do something like this, you have to have, I'm going to give you a 900 word minimum on a page. So this page is woefully under um, under that. I was um, going to say scroll to the scroll. No, nah, it's nothing there. Yeah, that's why I asked. I was trying to see what the whole page. I can only see like the top third of the page. And then I'll tell you, here's the other weird thing. On the bottom, it just says insurance is Hartford. So now you're wondering, I, I mean, I know why it's here, but what, are you saying that the only insurance, is it that's your insurance? It's insurance you? or Hartford is the only one that you take. Well, you're in Texas. So what does that mean? So to just have a throwaway on a footer that says insurance is Har the Hartford, that's another set of circumstances that are problems on this. Um, again, I'm not meaning to, this site was like really just kind of dropped in my lap. And I was like, man, this is just like, I already knew I was gonna talk about this today. And I was like, this is just a gift from heaven. Because if I look at this, this would be what I would expect somebody to do if they were told to go do something, but nobody told them how to actually execute what they were told to do. So somebody said, put keywords in your navigation. I'm going to tell you, put keywords in your navigation, but it needs to be done in a way that it works right. So if I kind of come back here, 
You see, I have SEO packages. I have what is SEO. I have SEO services. I'm not overboard with it. I, I have that. Now, if you notice, I did not put the word services on this website and then list everything underneath it. And why I didn't do that is because each one of these are not truly related to each other in the sense that um, I could put, I used to, under this digital marketing, you literally could put everything except some of these are far more important. So the SEO service really could stand on its own. The web design service could stand on its own. And the rest of these are to me supportive services that we offer. But nowhere on here do I really say services and then break everything out under it. Um, if we were in live class, we would be at uh, Molin and Associates, um, and this is their, their website. They said they're open in case you didn't see that. Now I have to go send Clark an email and tell him, Clark, take that off the website. All right, because it's hurting everybody. Um, but if I come here, we still are screwy on this, and I've, I've kind of talked to him a few times about this. So he's got tax and accounting services. The very first thing he says is he's tax and financial advisory. So that doesn't make so much sense because we, we instead of talking about tax services and accounting services, we jumped right into a gigantic list of things that may not be related to tax and accounting services. If I was going to do this navigation, the IRS problems would be on the top level all by itself because I, I don't know if you, you, you can't really see because we have this. I'm going to send him a thing and tell him, Clark, you did this not so good again. Hit the down arrow. It'll go away. I, I can't make it go away. Hit that, cir that circle with the down arrow. Won't minimize it. The, the green circles. Wait up a minute. Oh, yeah, there. I was my, it was you guys were over it in my window. Sorry about that. Okay. So, all right. So at least it's gone down a little bit. Okay, so if I go here, IRS tax problems, that this is great that we did all this, except that it should be on the top level because it, if it's important to have a submenu like this, it belongs on the top level. But let's go in and see what back taxes owed looks like. Huh. So what does that sound about back taxes owed? Anybody see it or I'm not seeing it? I need to send Clark an email. So it shouldn't say how we can help you. It should say um, back all taxes about owed. back taxes. Yes. Okay. So let's come back over here. So the thing is, guys, when you do these things and you do them this way and it doesn't work out right, all you have done is made somebody mad at you or they leave because they're not comfortable with what you're presenting, okay? So when we have our SEO services, and frankly, I needed to really kind of, I, I actually, because, all right, so do as I say, don't as, as I do, but I'll explain why here in a second. I had two pages that were old pages that I had to try to make fit into Google. So this SEO services page, I had to write, rewrite this so I, I really should have put our services on that. What I want to do is, and I actually need to take this where it says learn more about our SEO plans. I need to move that up higher so that when people land here, 
they automatically know that they can go right out to the packages page because the services, this really is what the services are. So that's where mine is a little screwball just simply because I know for a fact that I had to fix that, fix that SEO services page to be more in alignment for Google because Google said that was a page that should be ranking on SEO services and SEO stuff like that. So I came in, wrote the page to accommodate what Google had and then tried to dovetail it back um, to make it be a more functional page. So if you notice it says what it should include, so it comes down with some of the ba more basic functions, but I had to get that this page ranks very well. Um, extremely well, but it's got a lot of words on it. I think the word count on this page is, God, I think it's like 1800 words or something. But do you see how well this is versus this? Back taxes owed should have talked about back taxes owed and then talked about how they can help. So it's worse. So what I will tell you is what I'm thinking is again execution problems so we said hey you need a page on all these topics and they all should be their own pages well they haven't created those pages yet but they went ahead and put them on the navigation as placeholders for the day that they actually have those pages all right um let me see if there's an irs and I, the biggest one is irs letters so they shouldn't be live right that no, if they're placeholders no, not if all it's going to do is this. Let's see if they all say the same thing. Look at what they do. They all kind of say the same thing. And like this one's off the page, so that's no good either. If Clark was here, I would be telling him this just so everybody knows that this is not something like he would not, I would not tell him. In fact, I'm probably going to send him an email again and tell him, hey, what are you doing? Smack you in the head. All right, because this is another how we can help. So this one is called tax problems. So we can ex analyze, explain, and expand on the whys. We can plan strategies and advise changes for future years. Now, you're not going to see me do this if I was in a classroom. If I covered up the word tax problems, could this be how you're going to solve cardiac arrest problems? Because so far, we haven't said anything. These four bullet points file amendments maybe we're writing a law because not anything here in this area talks about taxes in short tax problems in general are generally when you owe a lot every year and don't understand why or what to do about it so this is not i need to go get him by the short hairs He's, he's going to get email, mostly because I care about him and I want him to do well. And this is not an example of doing well. All right. So let's see. Innocent spouse relief. Let's see what that one says. And I like that innocent spouse relief. I want one for guilty spouse relief. What's up with that? Did you know that you can get out of a tax debt? due to misdeeds or frauds committed by your spouse. Innocent spouse relief. So we've got this little tiny, there's nothing else. And all of this is duplicated content. All right, so here's what I would ask you guys. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. 
when you see something like this, does this make you want to do business with something like this? Or would you rather have a far more comprehensive solution in front of you before you like a useful set of information and that might be leading the witness, but I mean, I, I look at this and it looks pretty, but I, I, it doesn't say anything. And I know you say you don't like to short, you know, have fewer pages, but you could have put bullet items for all of these things on one page. All right. And, so and just what it would look like, you are right and wrong in the same breath. And let me show you why. So if I did this, don't judge on looks on this one, this, the customer, this is them, not me. All right. So I have a moving tips page. This is the right page. No, it's not. It's a moving services page. I want. Okay. So to your point, I would have made a page on tax things and it would look like this, residential movers, apartment movers, long distance movers, commercial movers, all the moving types that we do would have been on that or all the IRS problems that we solve would have been consolidated with one page. I then would have taken the one page and gone out and built a page that talked specifically in total about IRS letters. Now, what I think is this is their version of doing what I said. Because if I go to the IRS problems page, none of what you none of what you would expect to be there is there. This box is on every page on the website, so that's bad. Um, this dates to remember, and this I don't even know that I'm even happy about all of that. But this page is a wasted opportunity because it doesn't talk about what it needs to do and it doesn't serve as a gateway into the next section at website. Now, if you look, these are all hooked in to where the next level of this needs to go. Does everybody Beth, see can you that? Go, Beth, can you go back over to the Moen page? Yeah. And so the are those all links under common IRS problems? Right there. Are those all links to other pages? No. Yes or no? Yeah. But the, if they did it in the format that you were looking at the at the moving company, that would be easier to follow along with. Yeah, and then they're sending these out to pages. It's like the they, it's like they've got pages set there to wait. I would never have put pages there until I had something real to put there. And a two hundred a two hundred word page is not enough to. For Google ranking. Seriously, I'm going to, I'm going to send Clark an email and tell him, Hey, you know, I, I, whether you want my two cents or not, I'm going to give it to you. Cause you know, he normally hosts this class. If I saw this and he was there, I would say, Hey, what are you doing? And he'd probably say to me, if knowing him, he put the layout and the structure in with the plan to come back and fix it. But I, I, that doesn't, cause now what Google has done is to put it, the merit for lack of a better word in here that this whole website is now thin content and it does not do anything to add to the embetterment of the internet um if you look at and this is kind of the same same um beth on another note while you're looking at that what do you do for folks that where their competition is so great that they're not going to rank like in the There's energy no such business. animal unless you're telling me about porn or weight loss. Well, energy, because I can't compete against the true energy companies. 
like NRG and Centerpoint and Direct Energy and Ambit and some of those that are throwing so much money at, at SEO that they're going to rank higher than we are as I, a broker. I don't agree with you on that. I have taken the smallest of the small and have been able to drop them in there. And the way you do it is through customer education. We had, I have not, the biggest problem I ever have with people like you guys is, is power to choose. And that's the, that's the one that's the 800 pound gorilla. All of those others, they can throw it all they want. None of them are doing it right. So when somebody actually comes in behind them um, and actually does it and, and executes it properly, it, it just falls right in place. And, and, the, and the thing is, is this, is that ExxonMobil is a great example of something. They're ExxonMobil. They have a lot of backlinks, but their whole website is not set up to rank organically. It does in places where there is nobody else. So if there's if somebody else is doing something right, it goes right off of it because it's more correct per the algorithm. And it, this is really not a coefficient of money. In the paid space, it is a coefficient of money. But in the, in the organic space, it's in a coefficient of execution. And where the only place the money comes in from really is the links long term. Now, if you had to pay somebody to help you, yeah, that becomes a different, we have to add that to the cost factor, okay? But in, in a, it's not a fair discussion to have to say, well, Ambit has more money. I was able to outrank Ambit on an Ambit subcontractor because I came at this a different way and went right around them and endgamed them. It, it, it's, it, you just have to know how to, if you assemble something right, um, it will work. Where I'll tell you is like somebody like GoDaddy. I'll never be GoDaddy in the web hosting vein in a million years because they do it right. I do it right. They have more links. The people that don't do it right, I pass them up. I'm okay all the way till I get to a backlink discussion. Second, I get to a backlink discussion. That's where I start to not be able to, and that's where money enters it. But I guarantee you, like I said, I was able to take a guy over 55. I did, I did the website on over 55 jobs for somebody like for Ambit because he was looking for Ambit people. So we didn't put up anything to do with Ambit. We put it out for, you know, uh, Yeah, because jobs. they're an MLM. Yeah. They're an MLM and I get that. Yeah. But, so and, we did and it, power we did to it choose, And power to choose is residential. So I'm in commercial space. All so right. Well, the biggest orders. one I've ever had trouble with is power. I always have trouble with powers to use. Yeah, because that's residential. And the so, then the comp competition in residential is even worse than commercial. So but if you if you go, you know, how do I how do I switch my energy bill? How do I what do what do I, what can I expect? What are the downfalls for because people don't start with energy provider or commercial electric provider. They start with informational searches. And that's yeah. part of this thing with Mullen. They're not meeting the informational searches. They're assuming somebody's coming to them and then want to see the services they have instead of meeting them. And I try to tell people, meet people where they are, not where you are. I don't care where you are. I want to meet your customer where they are and then bring them to where I am. And, that, and, and you know, if I had to tell small business, that would be one of the biggest things I would tell people. That's where people fall down is not understanding where their customer is and then how are we going to get there.
And this is a prime example. Even the carpet cleaning people are a prime example because they, it, as long as I tell you where to go and how to get there, that's, a, that's one set of circumstances. But if I don't, if I just expect you to be found in the whole sea of the internet, then I have to go reach people where they are. Um, I'm going to show you this Italy site is an interesting site that I, that, that, because it's also struck, strung together this way. He doesn't have the money of Expedia, but he competes with Expedia, but I'll show you why. Um, he also doesn't have the money of somebody like a Perillo or um, Trafalgar or any of those people. Okay. They got lots of, but what we were able to do especially down here. Let me come all the way down to the bottom. I don't mean to make you all dizzy. But you see, I have this custom uh, tours and vacations, and this is by cities, okay? When you go to these cities, it goes to a travel guide that explains what you should see in the city, what there is, if there's culture, if there's history, if there's wine which and food, which there always is with Italian stuff. Um, and then we have a sample packages page that people can go and start to pick the vacations they want to go on. Because sometimes people don't put in honeymoon trip. They put in, what do I do if I go to Sicily? And then I can then go pick off the list of some of the options that he has. I actually want him to put a whole lot more vacations in that he has than he has here. Okay. But again, I, I can meet them where they are because they're looking for a vacation and that's a safe bet. Or I can take the person doing the informational search and put myself in front of them. The lift is much easier to do it on a, I'm doing research to see where I want to go on vacation. Oh, wait, you sell those vacations? Cool. Let me sign, let me contact you. That competition's way less than if I try to go headlong right at Expedia. And those are the kind of things that you have to determine within your own business to figure out how you're going to make that work and what you're going to do with that. And I, and I think this is where you guys on a general, on a gen, my general experience is this is one of those things that everybody needs help with because they don't see how to take their own business or like you, Craig, you just said to me, well, you know, they're not, they're, they're too big. I, I'm not put off by them. We just have to come up with the right strategy and then you execute it. Um, it this is organic search is not necessarily a size situation. Um, a money situation. Um, if you can be an authority, you can kind of go take people on. If you are on the same level, the only way you get in a contest with them is, and financially is when you start to get into the link discussion. But that's after you guys have all got on an even. Like I said, I'm even with GoDaddy. I've got no problem going up against GoDaddy where I can't beat GoDaddy is on links. So I'd have to go get a whole lot of links to push myself up against them to go over the top of them. But if I go on par and I remove the link, we're, we're perfect. And the reason I know we're perfect is because in local spaces, we outrank them. So it's only on the national algorithm that I have trouble with them because of the link situation. Otherwise I wouldn't outrank them locally. So, and, I, and that's local spaces throughout the country, just not here in Houston. So I hope that kind of makes sense a little bit, but those are the kind of things you need well-developed pages. Now, what I will say is people don't like well-developed pages because it's a wall of text. So what we've had to do is come up with ways to do that. So if you do this, 
if I asked you the same question that I asked about that other page, do we think this page is thin content? Anybody want to answer that? I would say no, because all the drop downs they have that go on to the other sites, kind of like yours, where it's set up in the four squares, where the visual is limited, but what Google sees is uh, more extensive. You are right in this here, but I'm actually talking about the guts of the page here. You're partially right. But what I did is I actually hit it here. So when I start to do this, Google sees this as one page and not a, a demonstration. So if I do it this way, you get this paragraph, a lot of pictures, and it looks like stuff to interact with, right? But what I did from Google, for Google's benefit is I have this paragraph, I have in a detailed itinerary, which if I come all the way down, it's got some additional words in it. And then if I hit reviews, I now have more words. I have about six or I got two pages of reviews that are that are here that are showing up. So all of those words count. Uh, let me give you the word count on this page. Hold on a minute. Someday I'm going to learn to put this on what you would call and not have this problem. But this this page here has two thousand words on it. There's and no typically you would want, ever tell me it did based on that. And Beth, what do you typically want as a minimum? Two hundred. Nine hundred. Nine hundred. Per 900, page. 900 per page. And I'll, I'll go back to SEO 411 site here for a second. And, and let me, let me, well, let's take this page of Clark's for a second. Let's throw this in here. And you know what? The site looks great. And, and he did try to implement some of the things that we've talked about. I mean, I don't want to, I don't mean it like he didn't. Now this says this page has 1600 words on it. I don't know that I believe that. Well, isn't it picking up the tailored to you, education focused and relationship? That's why I say that. Isn't it picking up all those and count? Yeah, it is, well? but this is duplicated. See, so that's my problem with that. That's those are these are duplicated. Oh, duplicate content. Yeah, they're duplicated content. So I don't on every page. It. Every single page. On every single page. So that's where I that's where I'm wondering, and I don't even think this is sixteen hundred bit words when I, maybe it is because of this. I don't even know where it's getting 1600 words showing on this thing because it's really not, not by a long shot. And Beth, how many pages should you have for your web? I mean, give, uh, give or take. Infinite. Um, but what I will say is the best answer is at least 100. Now, the better news is, no, 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 it's okay. So let me tell you, everybody does exactly what you just did. Um, the reality is when you use uh, WordPress and do blog pages, it creates a minimum of three to five pages per blog post. So every blog post I add, adds girth to the website by three to five, sometimes seven. So like when I add a blog post, normally it adds the blog post, it adds to the blog page, it adds to three category pages, the archive page and the year archive page. So I get seven, seven, seven pages are created by one blog post. 
So if I give you the math on that, five blog posts start to put you way up. If I look on the back of my WordPress blog, I think I have 98 pages and 72 blogs. I think Google thinks I have a thousand plus pages indexed. Let me, uh, Even though it's duplicate content? It's not duplicate content, they're each unique. And I'll show you where and why, hold on a minute. And these are, that's, that's about ranking. I mean, that is a ranking situation more than it is. Uh, they, cause they don't, they don't want small sites. Their assumption on a small site is that if it's small, if it's a five page website, you must not really have all that much to say. Um, and that's, that's not really, a, that's not really, um, that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just an is thing. And I, and I know myself, for me, I've put up 70. I mean, I've got the half of a blog written I hope to have up today. I've got 78 blog pages all by themselves. Um, that, that means that I've got something to say and I'm an original thought leader and not just somebody blah, blah, blah and out in the background. Let me see. And, that, and is that the same? Is it the same for local ranking versus national ranking? having that many pages? Yeah. I mean, you could have less local, but that the cultivation on that needs to be different. The algorithm's different. Um, you, what I will say is that you need outside sources to validate you're in Houston. So by not putting the effort into the website, you're not going to have the validation source that you're here. So like, for me, these classes are one of those validation sources, they're citations, because they go out to the chambers, they go out to, so certain activities that I do lend itself better to that local algorithm from this standpoint. But if I go with the national footprint and the idea in my head, then the local sometimes follows right along pretty easily. Uh, my website has 592 indexed pages. Well, I just told you I have 72 blog posts and 92 uh, articles. So that's what 150 Google has 592 indexed. So that, that kind of right there starts to show a little bit that there's way more pages indexed and created. Um, these classes are an interesting thing because this calendar created a whole bunch of pages. And if you notice, I got a lot of words on these pages because I kind of bulk them out to be a bit, a little bit bigger. So when there's honest, they are standalone pages. Let's see how I'll get there. Each one of these has a standalone page and it creates it. And I have this created all the way out till 2021 at this point, um, or 2022. These are created way off into the future. Um, so Google's counting and counting some of those as well, but they understand they're an event page, which is why they're not penalized for the thin content. But from a local standpoint, look at where the map dot is. It's, it's, it's a local class. So I'm not in Peoria trying to rank in Houston. I'm actually inviting people to in-person events right here at, in Houston. So they, Google gets that. They understand that part. So I have a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of an envious situation because of these classes with that. Um, blog posts. This one have a sidebar to it. Okay, so if you look here, you notice that I have these here. So this is one page. This is a press release I just put out for some things that we, we do work for. I don't know what I did, but I touched something.
I did something and made it go away. So if I come here and I go to the actual page, so this is one page, right? We got one. This is two pages. You see that? That's two pages. I've got a three pager here because I have the agency news page. So this is press release page that I have. Um, it also goes to the main is blog. Is the content the same or is it different? No, it's, it's uh, they're for the page constitution changes. And the reason why is this. So this is the blog page, right? Um, this is the blog page. And if you look now, I have a secondary one underneath it. So the blog page has this on it. If I go to the search engine optimization section of here, you'll see that that link is there, but I've also now I've got this page that's there. I've got this page that's there. So these pages, the balance of those pages are formed by uh, cramming together these other like topics. So it changes the uh, density and the ratios of the pages, how much content's on the page, but the page is created. So if it evaluates it just on this, so this is one new page now that's been created across everything. So you see how this one is that blog post, but then there's multiple other things on this page. If I go, that's the search engine optimization topic. If I go over to the social media topic, which this one also appears on, this is another page that talks about social. Now this is the only one that's on this page because I don't have other social media topics other than this one, which tells me that I actually need to write another SEO, uh, social media topic. Um, I might do it on LinkedIn and dovetail it to the class that we did with uh, HCC on LinkedIn. Um, but that would then appear on this page. So these pages are ever changing based on what I tag these articles and how I group them together. Um, what I tell my staff, which is this is a mistake that I see people make, they go and put tags. Um, they might put tags for social media, SEO, web design, and they might throw them all on a page and make all these tags. And then they may put best web guru ever and make a tag for that. Well, that's not, so I've told my staff, find your five or six sweet spot keywords and always categorize by that. Um, Tommaso with the trips to Italy, he's got 221 different tags that he uses. Eight day trips, six day trips. It's not Arrivederci Roma. You know, they're not, they're real, but he has 220 of those. That 220 alone has created 220 different pages just simply by having that many categories. Just bulked it way the heck out. So the, the functionality, if you understand how the functionality is and what to do to make that work well, um, it, it, work, it creates dynamic pages that are uh, unique in content because they share, it's like three pages put together that although these sections are the same, Google understands that and they recognize the page on the page count line. Um, the other thing that you could do on a categories page is this, um, and, and I would recommend this to be quite honest with you. Uh, we use the page types. We actually added categories to pages on this particular website. Um, when I go to honeymoon packages, this is the honeymoon packages that we offer. 
But the other thing that I did was put a, you know, five or 600 word little essay underneath it, which helps push this page forward. Um, I flipped it upside down because when somebody's looking for honeymoon packages, this is what they're looking for. They're not looking for words. We used to have the words first and the packages underneath it. I reversed it. Um, but I, so I've got Google met and I have the customer met in this page. And again, I tried to accommodate both of them, um, off the one page and it's worked very well. So that's where this assembly starts to, um, take a precedent, if you will, because I assembled this page in a way to accommodate both entities. Not, it's not always easy cut and dry like that. Um, and I will always try to accommodate Google first and the end user second. Well, Google knows that. So they're now coming up with this uh, whole core uh, situation that they've built in. So we're going to have a class on that. And then like next month, I think on all these uh, parameters are th what they're going to tell me is these are too close together. Um, what I don't like is these two share the same. There's two of them there that share the same picture, but the prints too small on these and they're too close together. So I'm going to have to spread them out and make the print bigger. Otherwise they're going to actually penalize me and demote this page. So even though it matches on a, um, content way, it's not going to match for the end user and they're now going to penalize for that. So there's just a lot of these things out there that you have to put into consideration on all of this. Beth, so, and I hate to go this way, but I, I, I got to ask go for with, it. with a really small business, right? Where I'm not getting ROI, I'm not getting return on investment for spending a ton of time on these pieces. That's not how I'm getting my clients. So I'm getting my clients through word of mouth and through uh, warm leads and, and some of that and some networking. But I, to spend the money that I need to do in order to get page rankings and some of this is not in my marketing budget to, to, to flip over um, ROI for my business. Okay. Um, so what I would say to you is when I... It doesn't cost you anything to sit down and write a 900 word page if you do it while you're sitting watching TV at night on your iPad, or if you do it on a Saturday morning while you're sitting there drinking your coffee. I do those kind of things. Like this morning before I even started looking at customer emails and started down that, I have 400, 500 words written already for a blog post today. I don't think that I always have time for it. But what ended up happening is I have a customer email I need to answer and it's going to take me a pretty beefy answer. So I'm actually going to write the customer and say, hey, this is the superficial answer, but I put an in-depth answer here and I'm going to add it to a blog post. What's going to happen is that blog post is going to go sit out on LinkedIn now after I'm done putting it on my website. It's going to go out on LinkedIn and other people are going to see it and it's going to start to get me traction. That's one event. Now do that once, twice, three times a month or three times a week. And then that starts to multiply. You don't necessarily have to pay somebody. That's why I offer these classes. Jim is, other than hosting Jim, I don't think Jim's paid me anything for SEO ever. I mean, yeah. no offense, Jim. I don't mean badly. He's done no, it I, himself, Craig. And, and I mean, it's not <clears throat> arduous. I would throw this in, Beth. Okay, Craig. Go ahead. 
I've been doing it for years with Beth. I started my own site. I started in 2009, but then have a new site. I started probably around 2010 or 11. Beth never shows my, shows my site because it's pretty poor. But what I was going to say is, so I have 6,000 followers on LinkedIn. So the other day I went out and wrote an article about how you can save your business by using the internet during times of COVID put it on LinkedIn like she's talking about, and I've had 1,460 people read my article. And my article's on my website, so they have to actually now go from LinkedIn back to my website. So I just had a strong message sent to Google about my website because 1,460 people have taken the time to read an article. And then so you, you've got a teaser, you've got a small, a smaller teaser on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. that takes That's it back to actually. I just put the title on it with a few words under it and boom. And then uh, I know how to link it back. So actually you just go in and put in your web page or uh, address URL onto it. LinkedIn will automatically tie it back to your web page for you. And, and that's how you get backlinks, right? Yeah, I do. And but that's I do also that. how you get leads because yeah. the thing is, that's what I do. I write a page, I stick it on LinkedIn. I got a couple thousand followers. And inevitably, when I put a page up, I get a call or two out of it and convert it. Every time. Every, Every single time. time. Every time. But it's a behavior, and it's a learned behavior. It's, that's why I said it's not about money unless you want to put what is your – what is the, the – my business partner would say, what is the cost of that time? And then would equate it out that way. How much time am I spending on X? versus what is the return and we and I'll, and I'll put this right out there we've had this discussion on these classes for years because every other week I have to take two hours out and come and teach a class and sometimes she'll say to me hey what is the value of that well what I will tell you is that over time I know customers that we've signed up hosting that we've Jim Jim Jim, Jim I'm going to use you because you're a really good example He's been paying me $100 a year for the last 10 years. So he's given me a thousand bucks. Whether, and he's done it in little tiny increments. But the reality is, had I never been teaching this class, he would have never given me that $100. Or know how to do this, both. Well, or know how to do it, but that's a different story. And the same thing goes like Tom hasn't been around since the pandemic, but he's another one that's that way. Yeah. He pays me $300 a year and he's done that for the last three years. So now I'm out at uh, $400 uh, without, that's just two people. And now that's gone on for 10 years. So what did that two hours cost versus what have we gotten back for it over time? And if I do that out, I guarantee you we make, we with what we get out of this and what we've had from lifetime on customers that are with us, we get a lot of uh, we're, we're way ahead versus what it what the what do we do jim five so 10 hours a month we spent yeah. teaching classes well so, and i was going to say this too he craig was asking about competing against the majors i compete against people like dupont and vista basf and they assume you know who they are because they're huge and do very poor web work in all honesty just amazes me for the money they have and then I laugh because I just looked at some of my keywords. They have to do a paid ad to compete against me on the internet. 
crazy. <laughs> and then only 15% will click on that ad. So this yeah, is all, crazy. That's, crazy. So that's, that's the, that's the situation here is that if you, he's been here a long time. I mean, he's been here 10 years, 10, 12 years. Ago. Yeah. Since 2008. Okay. But he, and there's another gentleman, all he is, he's here usually in our day classes, like in our live classes. Okay. They've all been, they've taken everything I've said and done it themselves. And they actually drive their businesses off the internet and have never, other than web hosting, never paid me one dime. And I don't mean that in any negative way. I'm not here because of money. This is not a money. This is how much are you willing to work and how much are you willing to do? And I'll mentor any of you from now. If you makes your business and helps you succeed, I'm here for the next 10 more years. You just have to make the commitment that you're actually going to take the time to start to understand it and how to assemble it because he's right. He completes And I look at Exxon. Exxon is laughable to me. It is absolutely. Exxon pays $5 million a year and it's laughable. They could give me $100,000 a year and have twice, three, five times what they have at one fraction of a cost. I don't even know what $5 million to 100000 is, but it's just laughable what they've done. So this is not a coefficient of money. It's a coefficient of labor and how much do you want to spend versus what are you willing to do versus what are you willing to not do and what are you willing to pay somebody to do? It's like the, the kids that work for me, I wish I could get them to understand something. I can do every job they can do and I can do it as well or better than they can. I pay them so I don't have to do it myself. That's why they have jobs. They don't understand that. I only have one person in my company that I can't do their job at all. One. Everybody else, I'm cross-trained. They're cross-trained because, and I've taught them. So what is my, and that, that's what you have to look at. And that's what you have to say is, what, are you, what is your time worth? What are you willing to spend? And then what are you willing to do with it? Because I, to me, this is all doable. This is, I am telling everybody what they need to do. And if you stick with it long enough, you will understand what you need to do. I mean, it's really that simple. But what is your time worth? And that's where this, this, become, this becomes your, I don't get an ROI from it. No, you're not going to get an ROI on it if you only have a $600 budget and you're paying somebody to do $600. You probably need to spend a couple thousand dollars a month easy. And then it starts to flow and it's going to take six months or so for it to flow. Um, and I, I mean, that, that, that model works for every company, big or small. I mean, we've done it for constellation energy. We've done it for little tiny single practice attorneys. I, I don't, there's the model is the same. It's just the scalability and how much do you do with it? Constellation. I was able to put up 40 pages a month for them. And they launched out three months time. They had people knocking their door down with a couple million dollar deals. They, the only coefficient was how fast they went. So that's a long way to say that you can do this yourself if you want to. And I'm giving you the opportunity or the mechanism to learn how to do it yourself. That's really what this is all about. Most people don't, but that's why I'm gonna go ahead, Clark in the head when I see him with a newspaper a little bit because he's going to get an email that says, Hey, I told you to go do this, but this is how you executed it. And this is why it's wrong. 
So now you got to go fix it because what you were hoping to get out of it, you're not going to get out of it. I don't have to do that. Clark, Clark, the only thing Clark gives me is a place to hold my class. You know, does everybody kind of, you understand what I'm saying to you on that? Are you have other questions on that? Does anybody else want to comment on that? So if you're, if you got something, you're muted, Craig. So I don't know if you wanted to say something or not, but. No, I mean, it, I get it. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm still wrapping my brain around it. So, and, and if I had you put our website up there, we'd get slammed. So I'm, what is I know it. it. You want to give it to me and we'll have some fun? I mean, I'm happy to take a look <laughs> sure, at it. Sure. Well, I know what you're going to say right off the bat, but go ahead. It's electricsavings.net. Electricsavings.net? Correct. I might not have spade that right. Spelt that right. I mean, I can tell already that there's not enough words based on what you've, what you've been saying. So um, we got work to do. It's also very busy and it's hard to pick up where the eye should focus. I'm also not the decision maker. I'm an employee. I know that. I completely understand. I know Greg. I know exactly who this cycle was. <laughs> I figured you did. I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring that up. Yeah, five ninety four uh, on this web is on the count of it. But yeah, this is extremely busy, and um, it's hard to follow the pictures. Honestly, it's the, I understand like that picture there. What does a bunch of Chinese chefs have to do with buying electricity? Good question. That one it's there. One of our tar it's one of my target markets. Restaurants. Uh, yep, I do a lot of restaurant business. Okay, so that, but that doesn't show electric on a restaurant. That shows the chef, and actually they're cooking on gas. So are you, so are you selling electric? I know you have gas in the name, but are you more electric or more gas? More electric. Okay, so you, you, you see how that, and, and it's busy. I, I'm less offended by the words than I am the busyness of this. I got Google little stars over here. I got videos I'm trying to watch. I've got a despondent guy that I don't know what, what I'm. And I mean, this site's come a long way. I will give you that. Um, this site looked really bad when I first, when I first met him. So, and then what does this have, what does the Greater Houston Restaurant Association have to do with anything? But you understand um, that you get the question? Yeah, we're a member, so we kind of show that that's sort of what we've shown, but yeah, I get it. I mean, the question I would have is why? Well, great, you're a member, but what does that do for me? Doesn't, it doesn't make you qualified to run a restaurant, uh, run an electric company, it makes you qualified to run a restaurant. So I, I, these are those messages. So this is this is a multifaceted problem, okay? So and I'm and I'm not even gonna kind of go crazy and pick on this. It's because it's busy. There's a lot of good elements here. There's a lot of bad elements here. 
but it's busy and your eye cannot discern. It's not clean. So you can't discern what you want it, what you really should get out of it. So we'll start there. But beyond that, um, we don't have some of the right words focused. Yes, we're a little bit shy on what we need to. This needs to say commercial electric, residential electric. These two things, commercial and residential, you could be commercial and residential of pizzas. We don't, there's no context on those whatsoever. And that's an easy fix. Everybody needs to get, again, this is somebody new enough and then had bad execution. So they either, they knew they needed those two switches, but never, nowhere does this say, where the hell does it say the energy? Okay, here, come back here too. And I hope everybody's learning. And anybody else wants to put their website up, let me know and we'll do it. But okay, so this says improve your bottom line with electric savings. But this here is the first thing, great energy rates guaranteed. Energy, electric, should it be electric and gas? Because it better explains what you do to Google and to the end user. Energy. I don't rate, think it's, I don't think it's flipping with what we're seeing. So we're I, I see you pointing to stuff that we're not seeing. Oh, anymore. you know what? I know why. No, it, all right, hold on. It should be, it's, it, sh it is flipping. It's flipping here. This says improve your bottom line with electric savings. You see that, right? Yes. All right, so the other, oh, it's not working in Safari. I see what you're saying. No, here it is. And this says great energy rates guaranteed. Energy rates, electric rates, gas rates. What, what kind of rates? Energy rates. They could be, uh, um, what do you call it? Energy bar rates. I don't know what energy rates are. I mean, I'm, I'm being funny and facetious at the same time. And then we come down and we say commercial, industrial, manufacturing, and nonprofit. What? I hope everybody. Yeah, that's missing. organizations that we help. So I, I get no, it. I, I get that, but there's no context. So there's no, so I'm Google, I'm reading along. I have no idea what that says. I mean, I, I'm a human, so I can interpret where you're going with it. But from a Google standpoint, it has no understanding of what this is. Now, here's the next one. Electric and energy and gas savings. The hell is that? So that's the very first three words that we put on that website, right? Electric and gas savings. No, you're saving rates or money. You're not saving electric and gas. You're not a a gas savings program. You're not uh, a global warming person. You're a you're a electric salesman. That doesn't say that. Oh, trusted electricity broker for Houston, Dallas. Houston and Dallas, Texas area businesses. Yeah. Yeah. We are experts in pairing the best electricity rates. See, that's not a bad term. And I might take that best electricity rates and stick that. Again, somebody knew just enough not to do this right. All right, best electricity rates. That's what belongs in this first, not savings. You're providing the best electricity and gas rates or the best electricity rates. I, I hope everybody understands that by flipping these around, this becomes clearer to the end user and cl clearer to what Google Google sees. But when I talk about saving gas and electric, it might be miles per gallon, and I might need to buy a Prius. You know that I, I want you to understand the the 
the complexity of language and the simplicity of language all at the same time. Google is so super, super hyper literal at this point. Um, we've talked about this before. People have heard me say this before. But if I say um, a painter, Google assumes it's somebody that's going to paint a house and not Monet. Now, some people may say Monet is a painter. Other people may say oh, Monet is an artist. Google does not say Monet is a uh, painter. He is only an artist in Google's brain. So when I know that they're that literal, that's the way I have to approach the text on a web page. And sometimes things have to be constructed and ordered in a way that they make more sense, but still put things in the right order for Google. I mean, I've, um, I have like Houston movers and movers Houston. Mover Houston is a different word because that's an awkward sentence and it's an awkward say. So when I say mover Houston, I might say we have found a mover, period. Houston, did you hear what I said? Well, mover and Houston are still together, but I put a punctuation in there for the end user to split them apart. And so, Google doesn't care about that? No, because it's mover and Houston are still together. Ideally, they want them together, but if I can't get them together sequentially because they don't make sense, I can punctuate my way usually in and out of those circumstances so things don't read wonky. So, so that, so for example, right, you're saying, so the first would be best, uh, best elect electricity rates, Houston and Dallas, are you hearing me? Kind of th as an example, right? And so that'll I'll rank us better locally and, and in Texas. Yeah, I would change that whole sentence structure around because here's the other thing, a trusted electricity broker, I have no idea what the hell that is. I do because I've worked with power companies before. Don't misunderstand. I under That's not something that anybody on this earth would go looking for. Electricity broker. And who uses that? No, you go look for a power company. What they don't know is most power companies are electricity brokers. You know, so, it, but you don't, yeah, I would put uh, providing the best electricity rates for Houston, Dallas, Austin, and all and other Texas, but I would do that. That's what my mind would have been there. And I would have put it in an H1 so Google understands exactly how important that is. And then it makes a whole lot more sense than electric and gas savings because I might need to go buy a hot water heater or a better car to save gas. I don't know. And that's what people don't think about. What I want the rest of you all to understand is that's the things that you have to consider as you sit here and write your words and write the pages on the word. What are you actually saying? And what does Google think those words mean? Because if they don't know what it means, they're not going to. One of the things, the guy with this misspelling on residential, that's part of the reason he's got problems with his website, because Google doesn't know what a residential is. All right, so when you scramble the word like that and they don't know what it is, they're not ranking that page for that because that's, and it's an oversimplification. I, I want to be really clear on that because how they get and how they look at keywords and how they look at the words on the page, I think it's a holistic process. Now, it used to be that I knew where I could stick a word on a page and I could just go blah, 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 keyword, blah, 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 keyword keyword, keyword, blah, blah, keyword. 
and that page would rank just because of where I dropped those things in. And the sentences didn't even have to make sense, make sense. But Google's getting much better at artificial intelligence and understanding the word order on a page and what a page says um, and what's, what's involved in all of that, that you now have to be aware of that and put those words in the right order. And I will tell you, when I wrote the SEO 411 homepage, um, I, I look at SEO sometimes as a jigsaw puzzle. To me, it'll hold my attention for 10 or 12 hours straight because it's no different than putting a, a thousand word jigsaw puzzle together. But I literally had to decide what the words were that I wanted to work, rank on and then had to come down and write the page around those words. The purpose of this page I wanted was SEO Houston, Houston SEO. That was, that is the long and the short of everything I did. And if you started to see, I've got Houston SEO services, I've got, it's in my, I even have that up here. So you see, I did Houston SEO experts. All right. And I also have expert web design simply because of the order I put those words in. So I have Houston SEO, I have SEO expert, I have Houston SEO expert, and I have expert web design all because I put those four words in the right order. That's how intricate this, that piece of that has to be. Okay. Um, and I'll go a little bit further. If you start to look down this, you notice I have my Houston SEO here. I have SEO here. I have SEO audit here. I hope the audit up. I have digital marketing here. I didn't want to dilute the um, SEO into this piece here. So I called it digital marketing because that was an on purpose thing. How do we do SEO? You see there's thematically, and then here's that use in SEO experts again, which reinforces the title tag. But I had to put this together and it's, it was very, very intricate on how I arrange these words on these pages and how many, and if you look within it, like this here, technical SEO, how many times SEOs mentioned three times Houston, SEO company in Houston. All right. If you notice these words are all attached and have an, a, 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 um, an order for what words that I wanted to rank on and what stems off that SEO concept. I will tell you, and I haven't done this yet. This web design page has a lot of the same discussion and attributes to it. I just haven't fine tuned this yet. So it, it was nowhere. It debuted at 68 and it's now up to 24. So now I've pushed it all the way up with some links and did some things from the backside of it. Now I need to go in and fine tune it. And one thing I do know is there's not enough words on the page. I actually have a whole nother section here that needs to be written in under this web development topic. And I haven't gotten that far yet. But the reality is this page is now come all the way up to 24 and I haven't even optimized it yet. But I have to sit down and I'm gonna have to put all these words together and make sure that I'm all putting them together in the right order to make this all come out right. And that's all the stuff that you guys need to worry about. And we'll we'll talk, we talk about word order. Um, I have a class at the end of the month through HCC that's talking about how to build a website. And it's gonna talk about how to put it up, the framework to use on it, and then how do you assemble the words on the page to make this all work right. Because I think that's what you guys don't think about is, 
I'm going to put the services that I offer because just like Clark, he put all those pages in because I said the hierarchy needs to be broken out in the navigation. The piece he missed is every page has to have content on it. And then what is the difference between having content on the page and not having the page at all? I would rather have no page at all than have a blank page like he has or a page that is completely unrelated to whatever that topic is about because he hasn't had the time to fill it in yet. If I had to weigh one versus the other, I would never put a page up if it didn't have a page to support it. So real quick, real quick, Beth, are there some free tools so we can get an idea for page ranking or are they all paid? Because the, uh, the one I thought I saw you use on one of the last courses was uh, 40, 40 to 100 bucks a month. All right, yeah, so I actually, uh, I put a free audit tool here. Um, as far, so it'll give you some general information. I, no, I'm, ta I'm talking about like for, for my you're page. You're talking about SEMrush. No, so you're, like if ahead. I take, the, if you take this page, is there a free tool that you can use to determine what its ranking is on Google? No, not free, not to, this'll do uh, like the top 10, SEMrush will do a small amount. But I mean, if it, 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 I, people that come to this class, I'm, I can spit you out a list, it's not hard. What is it, electric savings, electricity or electric? Your electric savings. .net. It probably really should, yeah, okay. It should be electricity, well. Yeah. What is his domain? What is the domain? Oh, electricsavings.net. That's correct. Yeah, you're not ranked on anything. If I spelled that right, you're not ranked on anything. You like literally have zero. You have six key terms, commercial electricity used in your number 40. How many? And the lower the better or the higher the better? The lower the better. You want to be number one. <coughs> but what I will say is that on the volume, I want to have more. So I was, uh, this is who I was trying to think of, APG&E. Those, those people are, uh, one of their people are, I worked for them for a while for SEO. Um, very interesting. Yeah, you know, who's a competitor? Do you have a competitor that you can think of? Uh, Power Matrix. Yeah, there's nothing even to show you because you're not ranking on anything. Power Matrix, did I spell that right? Yeah, but I don't know what, I'd have to look at their website real quick. I don't, I mean, they're they're just one. They're, um, I mean, again, our competition is the energy companies for one, but as a broker, we uh, work with others. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I met a company that what their job was is, and, and honestly, this is as a commercial electricity person, I appreciated what they were saying. They'll go out and shop the rates for me and bring me what I should do. That's what they added as a value add that made me want to use them to go get my, I didn't use anybody, so don't misunderstand. But if I had been out really wanting to do something, you want to go shop it and bring me the best, 
I would be thrilled. It's powermatrix.energy. Interesting, interesting web. Let's see what it looks like. Well, at least they're ranking on 116 keywords, but they're not so great either. This talks about how to be, you know, how to become an electricity broker. Well, so maybe that's not the best competition. Maybe they're. No. I think they have they have one of the portals that we use that is a competition to the portal we use. No, somebody like Peter is a. Uh, uh, Carico, yeah, yeah. He would be somebody, but I, I don't think he's ever put time in his website either. So he's not one to go hold up either. In fact, I know he hasn't put time in his website. But he would be—he would be a competitor. So who else do we have like that? All right. So your homework assignment is identify your competitors because how are you going to ever build a website? Because you're you're not competing with NRG, there is there is no earth that you are competing with NRG on. Okay, that the NRG customer is not your customer. I understand that I can go buy the product from them, but they are not your customer. All right, if I've already if if NRG if I've already decided I'm going to do business with a Reliant, there's no earth you're going to talk me out of that on. So you want the price shopping group. Do you understand the difference? Again, for the rest of you, this starts to become um, an interesting discussion because he tells me that Reliant is his competitor, but they're not because the customer may choose to go to Reliant, but I, I'm going to choose to go to Reliant because I'm choosing to go to Reliant. I'm not choosing to go to Reliant because I want to go shopping and save money. And is, do you, do you, Are you tracking what I'm saying very poorly? Yeah, I get it. And that's why we're, we don't spend a ton of time on website because we don't get a lot of customers from it. People, our commercial uh, this is where this is a miss. That's where you're missing. Because if I was looking, I'd be doing research and then I would find you. Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Oh, that's all I got to say. I looked at their web page in Mozilla. And if you take the styles out, you're two thirds down the page before it says anything before even electricity. I mean, that's, I'm not sure who designed that page, but like I say, if you look at it in uh, styles in Mozilla, uh, it says nothing about electricity till- So you, you get know. way down the page. Yeah, two third. I mean, it's got your Facebook. It's got just as headers, meaning commercial, residential, but I mean, mm, very poor structure, whoever set that one up. All right, and then, but beyond that, understand that the person that you, you, you're not meeting them is an informational search. If I even had the inkling, so let me tell you, I don't change my power because most of my power is run out of a house. So we'll start there. But my biggest thing is that the biggest button that I've ever been able to push to even consider changing is this simple fact that if I'm over 3000 kilowatts per hour, or per month, every single month, I'm over 3000 kilowatts. So I have to be super, super careful. So I keep going out and looking for companies that don't penalize over 3000 kilowatts. Now, if you had a page on the internet that talks about how to deal with people 
that have that use more than 3000 kilowatts and understanding that you can't just go pick any rate plan and that would be better for you to come and analyze and work with and blah, blah, blah. I might be willing to do that because I know I have a problem because I'm over 3000 kilowatts. There's a, something magical that happens over that number that you, they don't consider that to be standard service. So all these advertised rates never allow me to have a good rate because I'm over the max. So, I you, yeah, I get you. So if you put something up, because I do look from time to time, how do you deal with this problem? Nobody ever wants to tell me how they want to deal with the problem. They want to sell me something. I need to know who's going to help me deal with the problem. And that's just one example of this. At least that's to my mind, that's one example of it. And that's where you guys aren't doing that. Reliance not going to put a page up that talks about people that have uh, problems because they work from home issues now that are caused because everybody's at home and their electric bill is through the roof and they're now outside their plans. I've been talking to everybody about how to pivot, but that's something that's on the horizon because when everybody stays home, their electric bill is going to go through the roof and they're going to be over whatever the plan limit. A lot of these plans have a 1500 kilowatt max. You agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, but residential and commercial are apples and oranges. But right. Yes, but, do, but does the house it. now does the house now qualify as a commercial entity because it's now got business running out of it because of a home? No. Under no earth you could ever do it. Well, one thing that we do, but it's it's becoming rare, is that for, like I have a client with a uh, brick and mortar business, and we wrapped his residence in to the contract for the brick and mortar business. And he's a Tesla owner. So he's using over 3000 kilowatt hours per month. So, and in, and uh, commercial rates are about half, not quite half of what residential rates are. So that was a huge savings and selling point for him. But uh, like one example of, of a differentiator is we have some companies that we do business with. So if to get out of an early termination fee. So if you closed or, or moved within, you just give 30 days notice and you don't have to pay a huge early termination fee that you'd have to do with other. Uh, so we can basically get clients to extend their contract terms five, six years out rather and not worry about what will happen in the future. But they get a lower rate now. And and that we have a whole page that talks about planning and electric rates and how to get the best rate somewhere on the internet, right? No, but that's that that's the blog so posts gonna, and things that we need to be doing. I get that you. little pen out and start writing that down because that's that's an exact that's an exact the answer. And I would try to solve this commercial work from home residential because I'm telling you, there's a huge opportunity for you with everybody that was sent to work from their house. Summer is coming and they are going to be shocked at what it costs to keep your house comfortable for you to be in it 24 hours a day rather than I leave at eight o'clock in the morning. I let my air go down in the afternoon and then I raise it back up when I'm going to come home or whatever the directional words you want to use with that is because I guess you lower it when you're coming home and not raise it. But you, you, you understand what I'm saying. Well, they're going to be in for the biggest shock of their life and their employer is not going to be paying their electric bill. So right. 
how do you take that? How do you fit that in your business? And how do you solve that problem? And can you solve that problem? Does it add a vertical for you? Because there is a work home component now that is just out there right for the picking. So now, can, most of it has to do with meters, right? So if you've got a, a residential meter, you have a residential meter and you can't, you can't, and if you've got a commercial meter for a brick and mortar business, that's what you got. So um, that's how the about, energy companies So sit down and think about how you can solve it, not how it works, but how can you solve it? Got it. And if you can solve it, you're going to end up with a whole different set of circumstances. All right. Well, I appreciate the feedback. That's kind and of, that's I appreciate it. Does anybody else have something? We did a lot of talking to Craig. Does anybody else have anything? Y'all are quiet. Either that or you're all asleep. They might be asleep, Craig. I don't know. I think they're multitasking. They're they're surfing the internet and doing other stuff. But and that's a possibility too. Hey, but I'll take the half an hour of consulting. So thank you, Beth. <laughs> no I appreciate problem. it. And everybody's um, gonna learn from this. I think that this is this is where this class is invaluable because it lets everybody take some time and learn. Um, your situation's not unique. Um, it's just how well do I identify the topics that we've talked about and how can I apply them to any of the businesses that are in this room? Jim, did you have anything? I noticed you unmuted yourself. Oh, no, I was just listening. I was just going to say thanks as always for great classes. I was going to say, Craig, you just got to work at it and be consistent. I mean, for years, I got up on Saturday morning and wrote a blog while I was just sitting there drinking coffee and I'd post it. And I have it down to where I can write a nine or 1200 page word article in an hour and take me another hour to post it onto my uh to my um wordpress website and then just do all the uh uh kicking it out to all the facebook um linkedin google you name it man and probably in two two and a half hours i can kick something out and i probably i have a five page three page website that's driven by a blog i'll put it that way and you can well, do and, it. Yeah, you and I'm going to go ahead and have my agency, I'm going to have Greg and my web designer look at the last half an hour of this, of this call, you know, this Zoom, so that they can start to look at Pete, how we can improve what we've got. So, and, and well, I'll look at say, it as well. They may say they don't agree with any of it. That's where this starts to get to be a problem when you get web designers involved. And then when they tell you they don't agree with it, tell them you have a zero organic searches and to explain that one to you. Because one thing you'll learn by going to this class, even if it don't, you don't do it yourself, you'll find out who does and who doesn't know what they're talking about. I can ask you probably five questions and know if you're just all smoke and mirrors or what, to be honest with you. So. Jim, will you do me a favor? Could you write those five questions down? So <sighs> you would ask me that. I'll go. Or if you, if you want to be a guest <laughs> blogger on my site and put that together for me, I would really appreciate that because I okay. think it's an interesting point. Yeah, Jim, I want them too. I want them too, so it's all good. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you really, got create more, really, man. <laughs> I really could use some help with testimonials. That that checklist for, for testimonials. Um, I'll write that out for everybody. I'll put that on the website at some point. Yeah, that's you one of those pieces too. Yeah. Now. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I'm going to, I'm going to bug off because we're at about two hours and, um, but thanks so much, Beth uh, and Jim. Uh, cool, guys. You guys have been helpful. So thanks. And I'm going to shut this down too, because it's one o'clock and our class yep. is officially over unless anybody has a question. Thank you, Beth. You're welcome, Jim. Yet again, good conversation we have.
Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you. And seriously, if you can get that for me. I'll do that. Actually, when you say that, I think I'll write that as a blog. Uh, send it to me and let me either figure out what to do with it or use it. Or yeah, I don't mind. Believe me. I'll uh, do it. All right. Jim, what's your, Jim what's your website? Uh, mine is XS, the letter X-S-P-O-L-Y dot com. And it's a bad website. I've sat here for two years saying I'm going to redesign it. And I really do because mine was written years ago and it doesn't look professional, but it's number one ranking in my industry. And if you knew the sales I made off it, it'd blow your mind. I, I never talk about that. And I wasn't so, looking at it for that, but I want to follow at least your blog. So. Oh yeah, well you can that. do that. And like I say, I, I'm in the chemical industry. I sell off-grade nylon is what I do. Okay. And so, um, and I do, I compete against guys like DuPont and other people. And I laugh, I have 21 keywords I rank number one on. And those guys have to take ads to rank on the pages I'm on. It just makes, it just makes me laugh someday, you know, so. Great. All right, well, thanks. And call yeah, me sometime so if you guys. want, Craig. I mean, I'll give you ideas. I am not a web person like Beth is. You need good, straight guidance. Call Beth. I don't try to do that by any means. But again, I don't mind telling somebody what I do that's made my page successful. And but when you need structure, things like that, talk to Beth. She's the she's the whiz. That's why she uh, she uh, puts these classes on. But uh, my page does well, and I don't mind uh, sharing ideas that I've used to make my page rank well. All right. Thanks again. Yep. Cool guy. See you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank I'm you. Out. I'll talk to you all later. See ya. Thank Bye. you, Beth. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye. See you, Beth. Bye, Jim.